Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. <clears throat> Psalms 113, 1 through 6 says, Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Huh? Who is? Who dwells on high? Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. Brethren, do we humble ourselves and just look at what God has given us here on this earth? We've gathered today for no other reason than to praise and lift up the Lord Almighty in our worship. Amen? And I pray that thus far you have truly lifted Him up in your heart, in spirit, and truth. You know, it may seem like I'm a little repetitive every time I come up here on Sunday morning and I almost say the exact same thing. But knowing that I get to worship the God who gave me grace and mercy through the Gospel, is something that I'm not going to ever get over. Amen? I will never go another day without telling somebody how excited and how happy I am to be a child of God. And I hope you are too. We started in our classes uh, this morning talking about the parables of Jesus. And you know, parables are an earthly illustration with a spiritual application. And Jesus, no doubt, is the master at a parable. First and foremost, He's God, right? <laughs> He's going to give us exactly what we need for success, right? And, and He taught in these parables, but many wouldn't listen Many didn't care what He said. I hope today that we can listen to this parable and we can understand what He says and care about what He says. I want us this morning, we're talking about the parable of the sower. And I don't necessarily want to deal uh, with the aspect of the sower so much this morning. But tonight I want to put a plug in because that's what I'm going to talk about is the sower tonight. So please come back and catch part two of this lesson. But this morning I want us to 
uh, look at ourselves. I want us to do what uh, many of us know uh, today in this time and age as an update. You know, most of us have cell phones. Most of us have computers. You know, sometimes when you pull it up and it says Windows needs to update 21% or your phone uh, pops up with a message and says you need to do an update on your phone. I, I want us to do an update this morning. I want us to think of a question that goes deep inside your heart. And see, as you look at your heart, if you need an update. Because I'm sure that all of us in some way, shape, or form needs an update. Amen? I, I definitely need an update. I probably need an update all day, every day. I'd appreciate that. But I want to do it from this question. Which soil are you? Today's lesson, like I said, is about uh, the parable of the sower throwing seed onto soils. Leave all the distractions, please, brethren, just for a minute, outside, and let's grow spiritually. Amen? We may know this story very well. You may have never heard it before. But you know what? We always can find some way to grow spiritually through what Jesus says. Amen? Some way. Let's read verses 5 through 4 through 8. Luke 8, 4 through 8. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to Him from every city, He spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. There were four different areas of soil that the sower throws his seed on. The seed by the wayside or the road. It was trampled down and the birds ate it up. Some fell on the rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it out. And others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. So here we see Jesus giving an earthly illustration, and we're fixing to see a spiritual application. Boy, I love that. What a great way to teach, huh? And it's exactly what he goes into. The disciples ask him, you know, why do you speak in parables? Well, you're speaking in parables because some of the people could care less. He's fulfilling prophecy too, and he knows it. Because the people are going to hear it, but they ain't going to really hear it. They're going to see it, but they're not really going to see it. Think about your life. 
Do you really hear it? When the Word of God is proclaimed to you, and you read, actually, if you just read God's Word and you see it and you see what it says, do you do it? Or are you like the prophecy in Isaiah, seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand? What a question for us, brethren. Huh? Children of God. What is our concern? Are we comfortable? So let's read this spiritual application. Now remember, let's see if you need some updates. Verse 11 says, Now this parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the Word of out of their hearts, lest they should be leave and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. The first type of soil is the wayside seed or the seed on the road. Look into your heart. The soil is our hearts. The plant that grows is our faith. Amen? That's what we have to have. And we can change what type of soil we are. We have to be able to do it though. But the first thing comes with understanding what type of soil we are. Here's a soil. They hear the Word of God. And then the devil comes and takes it away. The Word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. This is a person who hears it and what happens? It goes in one ear and right out the other, right? Verse 5 says, He says it gets trampled down and birds come and take it away. When we think about our spiritual life, are we like the soil by the wayside with no depth at all? No depth. The seed is just laying on top of the ground. Just like it's wood, it would just be laying right here on top of the ground. Is the Word of God laying on top of your spiritual life? Think about it. Seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Is it so hard that there's no chance for the seed to even take root? Listen to 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds of God, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. Think about our lives. Is that us? Is the gospel veiled to us? 
Is our soul, our soil, our heart hard as the road? Second, the soil and the rocks. When they hear, they receive the word with joy but have no root. Who believe for a while, temptation comes around, and then they fall away. So here are those who, when they hear the truth, they receive it joyfully. I remember talking with one of my buddies over and over. Man, I want to do a Bible study with you. I want to do a Bible study with you. Okay, let's do a Bible study. We did a Bible study, several Bible studies. And every time we do it, he becomes so emotional when we do the Bible study. He understood what Jesus did for him. He understood without Jesus shedding his blood, he wouldn't make it. He knew that he needed to repent and turn from uh, the way he'd been living and he needed to uh, change his life. He knew that when he got baptized, it was for the remission of his sins. He knew that and did it and was excited. I mean, made me excited. Made me so joyful to see this young man who wanted the truth and obeyed it. But as we went back to work, he got around the same crew. They started talking the same talk. The world started creeping in. And then temptations started get putting in his face. And he couldn't resist it. It makes me emotional thinking about that. Because he had no root. The soil wasn't hard as a rock, but it had rocks in it. So therefore the seed did sprout. It sprouted. Which just as James brought out means once saved, always saved, can't be true. Sorry for my English. It can't be true. Because he sprouted and fell away. But here's what I want you to think about with this one. Verse 6 of Luke 8 says, Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. It couldn't get the water it needed to survive, right? The root goes down, and where does it? It gets the water from the root, right? Helps the plant grow. I got... uh, willow trees in my backyard and somebody told me and this is so true if you've got a bunch of and Danny can attest to this so this is a true story I had put two willow trees in my backyard because my backyard was like a a soupy hot mess back there if it rained you couldn't go back there but I put two willow trees back there and it's dry now Not all the way. Danny still gets stuck on the outside. I may have to put another tree out there. but The roots got in and started sucking up the water. I think about John 4 when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. He says, 
John 4, 13 through 14. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water out of this well will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, guess what? He'll never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen? Think about our lives, brethren. Are we that soil that has rocks in it? When temptation comes along, are we off into the adventure? If so, we're still using temptations to satisfy our needs. Which is what the rocks are in the soil. So many, we can't get root. Here's a question. Is our faith withered up? Think about it. Is our soil rocky? The third soil, the thorny soil. These are the ones who have heard and are growing. But the cares, riches, and pleasures of life choke them out and bring no fruit to maturity. So here's a soil that heard the Word and began to grow. But as it grew, the cares or the anxieties of the world choked it out. The riches, money, choked it out. Pleasures of life choked it out. Verse 7 says, The thorns sprang up with it and choked it. The thorns, we talked about it a little bit in class. The thorns were always there. They grew up with the plant. Think about that one for a minute. If you've obeyed the gospel and you are a child of God, your seed has started to grow. But have you worked the soil? Because if you haven't, remember I did some mulch a while ago? Already got weeds coming up. I mean, I put all kind of stuff down to try and cover up the weeds and they have found their way through newspaper and plastic and every type of spray. Here they come. What about our faith? Are thorns growing beside it? This is a popular one right here. Here's a popular one right here. What are we doing with our soil, brethren? Seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Have we dealt with the things in our lives that really distract us? Or are we just playing the game? Are we really trying to grow spiritually or are we just playing the game? You remember, I, 
I remember playing ball, and I never wanted to play on a team where I could just play. I wanted to win the game. I wanted to get in the game. I didn't just want to be, I wanted to be a part of the team, no doubt. But I wanted to do something for the team. Not so I could get the glory, so I could help win for the team. Does our soil have thorns? Are our uh, roots not stretching out like they're supposed to where we uh, get that nutrients we need? Are, are the, is the world and its worries and pleasures too much? Too much to give up? To get out of our life and what does it do? It chokes you out to where you can't see the light. The fourth one, the good soil. Having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. I didn't get to get to it in class and I'm so glad because I really love this point that the, the curriculum brings out. I just took it and used it. But I love using the total sum of God's Word. Amen? You know, if I just take one verse out of the Bible, I can't really get the whole picture, right? If I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, then I'm saved, right? Well, yes, but there's some more to do, right? Because I now am going to use all of God's Word to figure out what I need to do to be saved. Amen? Same here. There's three accounts of this story. And yes, I only used Luke, but I want you to see what... Watch how the Bible pulls this together. It's beautiful. Luke 8 says, 15... But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now listen to what Matthew 13, 23 says. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And Mark 4.20 says, But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Here's someone who hears the word. And as we can see from using the whole sum of Scripture, we see a great picture. Look at it. Here's the Word, understands the Word, accepts the Word, and keeps the Word with a noble and good heart. Man, huh? How about that? Is that your heart? Is that your soil? Do you hear the Word? Do you understand it? Do you strive to understand it? And when you understand it, if it's contradicting how you're living, do you accept it? And not only do you accept it, 
man, I don't want to do that because I really love doing this, but I'm going to do it because I want to be pleasing to God and then I keep it because I have a noble and good heart. Really awesome concept, brethren. You want to know how to get into your dirt? You want to know how to get into the soil and pull the rocks out and start making it where that dirt is real soft and, and watered and, and has all the nutrients it needs to grow the best? Hear the Word. Understand it. Accept it. And keep it with a noble and good heart. Huh? And not only that, I love what he says at the end of Luke. He says, keep it and bear fruit with patience. You know, I don't just get saved and then sit down. I'm done, man. That's all I got to do. That's all I got to do. No. Faithful unto death. And that means drama is coming. Situations are coming. Hard times are coming. Huh? Over and over. Brian said that Matthew asked him why Satan is around. Do you have a noble and good heart? If you have a noble and good heart, guess what? When you hear the Word, you understand it. You understand that Satan's going to attack you like a lion. He wants to rip you up and spit you out. Because he's a murderer and a liar. And that's all He cares about is stealing your joy and stealing your relationship and stealing your home in heaven. I want you to think about this as I, I, I close. We know these seeds now. Wayside, rocky, thorny, and good. But only one bears fruit. One of them. Four seeds, one bears fruit. Matthew 7, 19. Let's just hone in on this thought, brethren. Every tree that does not bear good fruit, guess what? Is cut down and is thrown into the fire. Into the fire. Are you bearing fruit? Is fruit coming from your faith? Which soil are we, brethren? I heard this a long time ago, and, and, and I, I agree with it. A guy told me that this was the scariest verses for him. Matthew 7, 21-23. If you don't hear anything else, hear these words from Jesus. Jesus says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out many demons in your name? And done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. 
What's your soil? What's your soil? Only one makes it. Are your hands dirty? Are you digging in? Are you pulling rocks out? We're still alive. There's still a chance. Jesus Christ is coming back, huh? We can get ready for the King to come and receive His church to receive the body of Christ. But it all starts with hearing the Word, understanding, accepting, and keeping it. Keeping on, keeping on, huh? Faithful unto death, what will it be? Are you here today and you need to repent? You got some rocky soil going on? Some struggles going on in your life and you need prayer? Hey, come on. Come up here. What a better way to make it right with people you love, huh? Can pray for you, be there for you, find out what you need. You may be here today and you need to obey the gospel. Boy, I'd love for you to obey the gospel, and, and, and so many out here would also. You do that by believing who Jesus was and what he did. Died on a cross for you, willingly. Be willing to turn and repent from your sins. Confess before men that you believe He is the Christ. Being baptized in water for the remission of your sins. Is that the only thing you need to do? Absolutely not. But is it necessary? Yes. We have to do that. The Bible says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And then live faithful unto death. Getting your hands dirty in your dirt. And keeping your faith strong and, and, and able to bear the wind and the rain and anything that comes uh, at you. Whatever you need, come right now together and stand and sing.